George Salamis, President and CEO of Integra Resources. Uh, we have a project in southwestern Idaho that we're developing, a close to 5 million ounce resource endowment, PFS level, on our way through permitting, growing the story steadily. Growing the story, share price has been hammered. Like a lot of precious metal companies, I'll give, I'll give you that. So it's been a sort of tough 18 months, right? Sure has, sure has. But what can I say? I've been here before. We've been here before. We have the team that's done it before. Nothing has changed on end. On that end, the the resource endowment is still there. That hasn't changed. The economics of the deposit are still phenomenal. Um, and there's a scarcity factor to these types of deposits in the Western U.S. The big oxide heap leach resource projects that can produce more than 100,000 ounces are really rare. We've looked south of the border into Nevada, and there's just not a lot of them. Right. And so tell me this. Okay, there's a, there's a kind of few facts, a few variables. I think people are sort of questioning and go, well, what's that about? Is that, is that a problem? Or does it not really matter? Idaho, mining jurisdiction. Is it? From a, from a permitting perspective, I mean, the, relative to Nevada, where, which is perceived as being an easier place to, to permit an asset, Idaho is, is, is kind of the next level more difficult, mm-hmm. based solely on, um, I believe, you know, a few projects that have been more difficult than average to permit right. based on their location. I do believe that they will get their permits. Uh, ultimately, it's a state that has a long history of mining that goes back to sort of post-Civil War era, that it was a state that, that you know, funded all of, the, all of the mineral wealth of the Western US for a long period of time. But, but is, it, is it difficult or is it impossible? I mean, when it wanna, what went on in the past is one thing, but now in this kind of environment of ESG and green and, and, and so forth, is Idaho allowing mining companies to operate uh, or advance their projects? They are, and, and there are some great cases in point. Case in point, they've got some amazing phosphate deposits. And if you want to talk about the scale of, of earthworks involved in, in mining phosphate, I mean, it, it, it makes uh, mining open pit gold, silver, copper, whatever, minuscule by comparison. Right. Uh, they've just permitted a number of these projects in, in Idaho successfully. Yeah. Big open pit operations, yeah. lots of surface disturbance. So they're, 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 they're used to that in the, in the state, but you still have to go through the steps. Right, okay. And next thing, money. You felt you needed to go and raise some, some money recently. You did it as a convert. Mm-hmm. Okay, so just remind me the terms of the convert. Uh, so it's a three-year term uh, right. with a, a possibility of extension of one year. It was a $10 million convert with the possibility of, of extending. There's an accordion feature to that, so we can tap another $10 million uh, at the basically at the end of next year right. if the equity markets are still rocky. Right. Uh, and um, the term, the coupon rate is uh, 8.75%. Okay. Uh, we can force conversion on part of it. We can pay part of it in stock. We can retired early, it's, 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 it's equity light, vanilla, right? Yeah. right. Yeah. Okay, well, that's, that's interesting. I kind of thought if, you know what I mean? Like, you've got to speak from a position of strength mm-hmm. when you end, I mean, those discussions, but obviously, he did it with, thought, well, you're not a bad bat. Well, so, so, I mean, it helps to know who you're getting yeah. involved with, right? So, so Ryan Beatty and the Beatty Group, I've known them for, for years. They, they start, they're a, a very large um, Western Canadian, commercial real estate development group mm-hmm. that's made a lot of money in that business. Obviously, real estate took off in, mm-hmm. in Western Canada. So uh, they they started making their first few investments into in the mining business about four or five years ago. Um, sort of dabbled in Integra Gold. You know, I was talking mm-hmm. to Ryan about, you know, the, the, the great success, but really where they made a lot of money was on Atlantic Gold and the right. sale to St. Barbara. 
right. uh, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars. So they've now started to make bets on on companies that are sufficiently advanced where they can see an opportunity to get into project development financing. Right. Okay. And so that's what they do. Okay. The, where I want to go with these conversations, I'm speaking to companies so in the course of this week and, and next with minds and money coming up to you, mm-hmm. is just trying to understand what's going on in the minds of the CEOs in a turbulent market. Mm-hmm. It's choppy waters, left, right, and center, right? right. You've got you've got to make some big choices, choices which is like you know make make or break, or in some cases fake until you make it scenario. Yep. You got the money on board, but the other thing you did, which I, I noticed, was this slight change of strategy. Why did you do that? Major pivot. It was a major pivot. So initially, so we came out with our PFS, which was looking at doing two things basically in parallel: building a, uh, an open pit heat leach operation, and and building a milling facility as an add-on to process the sulfide, which got us to you know relatively large and very long life production mm-hmm. scenario. Um, we came at the market at the time when the market was very nervous about inflationary pressures on all these studies. And we, we you were one of the first ones. We out. were one of the first ones, right? Out. Beginning of the year, and you got yeah. on a stick. Yeah, we sure did. Yeah, we sure did. Bought um, a stick specifically for the cost of the mill. Yep. I think everybody liked the the notion of heap leaching as being low low capital intensity, cheap to build, cheap opex, and all those things. The milling add-on component was an extra two hundred and forty million dollars. Mm-hmm. And so the market said, ah, it's too risky, too much money. Uh, executing on that might be difficult. You know, you might want to rethink this. So we went, you know, after talking to our shareholders and, and a lot of gut checking. Mm-hmm. Um, in April, we pivoted to the strategy whereby we said, okay, we're just going to put that milling piece to one side for now. Mm-hmm. Somebody at some stage is going to want to build a big mill because there are millions of ounces of sulfide ounces that need to be processed and can be. Why don't we just start with something that's simple? And that simple is the, the low-cost heap leach bet, which gets us, by the way, to a production level of 135,000 ounces a year. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay, but let, let, let's talk. Let's talk about these some of the other numbers involved here, because you know you went from big to small. And we've seen a few companies do that because you know definition of insanity. You know, trying to do the same thing over and over, and you're going to get a very similar outcome from the market, which is like we don't care. Or we're very nervous about the kind of capex um, component here because we've seen crikey, three weeks ago, company come on, come on board, and the, the difference between the PEA numbers, PFS number, seventy percent increase in capital expenditure. You're like that hurts. It it is nowhere near expectation, not even close mm-hmm. expectation. And there's a difficulty raising capital, and there's a cost of that capital if they can raise it at all mm-hmm. in a market which doesn't seem to care about capitalist moments coming or going. So for you. What's the difference between the larger project and the smaller project, not just in terms of capital, but in terms of the, the ounces? What, what, I'll that? answer that question second, perhaps. Yeah. But, but first, to, that, to your first point, welcome to the inflationary world. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we saw it as well between PEA and PFS. Um, earthworks, 65% up. Wow. Uh, concrete and steel, 40% up. Labor up 35%. Between P, we're talking in a space of two years, right? Yeah. And, and so it, that affects everybody. It's affecting all the miners. We're already a capital-intensive business to begin with. Tack on an extra 50% to everything else, and then we become really capital-intensive. So we had, the, we had the luck, I guess, if you will, or the, the optionality, let's just call it, of not, have to, not having to go big straight out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, we have the type of deposit where we can start off as a low-cost heat, heat bleach and then gradually at some stage in the future evolve into something larger that involves milling. 
Um, many companies don't have that luxury. They have to build the mill straight out of the gate and get to that scale straight out of the gate or else it doesn't work. We're not, we don't have that type of it. And, and what are the kind of levers you've got available to you? Because obviously it's a kind of, it's a lower, lower grade project, right? And nothing wrong with that. That's just, you know, engineering and efficiency. But can you high grade components of this and bring some revenue forward or is it fairly homogenous? Yeah, there are a couple of the interesting things that we, we've, We've looked at these things over the course of the last six months. One of the things that we're doing right now is we're looking at low-grade stockpiles. Um, right. So what does that do? Yeah. So interesting feature here. So Kinross had a had a milling facility on site for the better part of twenty years, mm -hmm. and their cutoff grade into that mill was 0.86 uh, gold equivalent. Our average grade is 0.62 something. Our cutoff is 0.2. So Kinross did us a big favor. They, they knew somebody at some stage in the future was, would be wanting to process all that material between 0.2 and 0.86. So they stockpiled it. And we know where those stockpiles are. They're evident. You see them all over the site. Mm -hmm. And we, we did a volumetric calculation on that, 60 million tons. Um, we did an, a rough sort of what we assume our grade to be based on a back calculation of what they extracted versus they didn't extract. And we've come up with a rough grade of 0 0.4, 0 0.5. So you're talking about an extra million ounces of oxide material that's sitting there. It's already mined, it's sitting there. Um, and so that's what we're drilling now. On a fully recovered basis, optimistically, 400,000 ounces maybe, um, if you add that to a mine plan, it adds a lot of NPV value to the project and production profile. Well, it definitely does because it once it's sitting at surface, and that's the mm -hmm. good news. There's no kind of cost in, in, in energy or otherwise um, to to get at it. But you have not just got inflationary costs pushing up against you. You've kind of got this gold is well. Let's go. For, I'll be generous. Fifteen percent down mm -hmm. on, on on the year. So you're getting that kind of squeeze, right? So. 0.4 sounds tight. You're looking at people like Equinox, who, darling of the sector back in 2020, now in a whole, whole world of heart and pain, uh, at similar sorts of grades, having to raise 100 million bucks, you know, in the last, I think this week, last week. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's tight. Pro projects which were good before can become marginal. We're of no line of sight as to when gold price will recover because things have changed. It doesn't feel like a gold market that people have experienced before. Well, so there's, there's, there's a world of difference between 0 0.64, 0 0.62, and 0 0.4, right? It's 50% uh, better grade. So you, clearly you start with that material first, and we know where that is, and, and that's all been scheduled into our plan. That's, that's very much Florida Mountain. We have two deposits. Um, Florida Mountain is going to be the start. So you, you want to mine in order to, to optimize your cash flow. You want to, want to mine the highest grade material first. The way we're sort of modeling this lower grade material is, you know, maybe tacking it on to the end of the mine life, maybe blending it in, doing something like that. But, but again, it's, it's having that optionality, Matt, that's really critical. Like it's not just one track. We build the mill and it's got to work. If the mill doesn't work, we're, we're done. It, this isn't one of those stories. Right. And, but at the same time, George, this is not about, oh, let's get a mine working. This is about making money. Mm -hmm. All companies are here to make money, right? So you've got to look at the kind of the, the, ca the cash flows and, and the allocation of the cash that you're making. Does it just go straight back in the ground? Uh, well, it, look, you, how do you? The, so the, the, the payback's pretty quick on, on, on the premise that we're building De Delamar on. Right. So but define payback because I'm, I'm trying to work out. Payback what, of capital injected at the very beginning of your project. Right. Um, because we've deferred the mill, we've put it to one side, 
uh, that's $240 million of capital that we do, of sustaining capital that we don't have to spend. Mm -hmm. So which means that all of that risk is taken away up front because all of the money you're making in the first years is not going towards sustaining capital to build a big mill, it's going towards paying back mm. your initial capital. Mm -hmm. Removes a lot of risk. And, and what's the time frame there? Um, in terms of? Well, the, the, the payback of initial capital. Oh, it's less than two years. Just less than two years. Okay, that's not too bad. Anything under three years, I think, is generally accepted as good. Um, and then there's, a, then there's a question of, I guess, you need to see what, what happens in the marketplace because the, the metal hasn't gone anywhere. It's mm -hmm. still in, still still in the ground, right? And if you start small, I guess it's going to be slightly less efficient than going big from, from the get-go, but the market defines well, is certainly informing your decision-making as to how, how you do this. So in terms of that kind of ramp-up, if say the markets do come back, say gold price does come back up, what is the additional cost on that kind of ramp up to? The, the, the ramp up to get to development stage? Or? Well, go, go, go to your original plan, go, go big. I mean, there could be a scenario whereby, you know, gold goes to $2,500 an ounce and then we're oh, off, yeah. off, to an, off to the end. But <laughs> let's, let's face it, I mean, it's, we have to deal with the prevailing price of the times that we're in right now. And that's, yeah. what, that's what we're doing. Someday somebody's going to want to build a big milling facility there, but it, I suspect it won't be us. It'll right. Be bit, that's that's big. Might be big company stuff. But if we look at what you what you've done before, you you, you don't want to run gold mines, do you? You want to get to a point where there's <laughs> some value created. Yeah, it's a, it's it, yeah. a pain in the yeah. ass, yeah, right? It is. You know, getting the money, dealing with thing. Well, that 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 that's hard. Let alone this. You know, trying to say, well, let's run this thing through. Let's expand the portfolio. Let's grow this. And all the other growth stories that you need to come along with. So, what what do you feel right now? Is, what do you feel you can do right now which says, I'm going to be in control of this thing, I'm going to advance it, and I'm going to make this thing attractive for now? Right. Because at some point, we're not going to want to be involved with this thing anymore. So what, what's enough for you? Uh, so for, looking three years out to when, when the permitting authorities say, you can stick a shovel on the ground and start building this, mm. uh, we have an eye on that. But we have an eye on things that are sort of more short-term and, and critical, <laughs> which is permitting. You know, permitting is, is let's face it, probably front and center in everybody's minds right yep. now from, from an environmental perspective. So de-risking the project with getting through those first hurdles, which is going to occur next year, that, that to me is going to be a key catalyst I mean, for, for everybody, for investors, for potential M&A players. Well, it sounds expensive, right? Because if I, 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 okay, permits really, really, really important, right? So the actual cost of the work that you need to do to be able to deliver that it seems to be going up and up and up. Not for you, but broadly in the industry, because there's, mm -hmm. there's more pages to these things than there ever ever used to be. Quite rightly so, because you miners need to be held accountable. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it, time is money, mm -hmm. and you're burning through capital whilst you're going through that process. Does that mean you just focus on the permitting to the detriment of everything else, or is there other things that you can move along? We can move exploration along in parallel. So it's big enough, right? Wait, it's you need big, more exploration? Well, so keeping, keeping, that, keeping an eye on exploration and potential growth is, is critical. You, I mean, all of us want to avoid the, the Lausanne curve valley of death at all costs while we're trying to do But it's inevitable. So I, I, don't, I don't know. You know, it's like people need to kind of re recognize that it's an opportunity, right? Mm -hmm. You say, my stock is discounted because we're in that kind of valley of death bit, great. Right. But at the same time, I, as a shareholder, sorry, I'm not, but if I was a shareholder, I was like, I don't want you spending money on expiration. You got five million ounces, right? Mm -hmm. Let's assume you leave that, park that up until the moment where the market says, here's some cheaper money. Mm -hmm. The permitting bit, is that it, that's important, right? It's front and center. But what's the actual cost of getting it from now to 
you've done everything you can to submit that, that, that permit application. To, to address the, the first part of your question is, you know, why explore at this stage, right? Yeah. What value you're going to get for that, uh, for the risk of sounding like I'm jumping around. That exploration that we're doing right now is this low-grade stockpile material. Mm. The, the beauty of that okay. material is it's, 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 it's mined, it's already broken, the cost is accounted for. It had to be moved anyway. near-term revenue. Well, so these are ounces that you can yeah. put into a mine, mine plan pretty quickly yeah. and that are not going to cost you a lot. That can add a lot of value. So I consider that to be expert. Do you think you'll get credit for that? Because again, we've seen so many sort of capitalist moments in the last year and the market's kind of shrugged the shoulders like I genuinely don't care. Mm -hmm. um, I'm nervous. I'm nervous about the economy. I'm nervous about my disposal income, discretionary spend, all of these things, food bills, heating bills. I'm not paying attention to this thing. What are the things that you think sh people should be looking at going, give us some credit for this. Give us some value for, for this. If not for anything else other than I've got this stuff at surface nearer to a position where we can get some revenue going. Uh, I think cre credit will come, and I've seen this at different parts of my career. You know, right now, to your point, the market doesn't care. It doesn't care. It's it's they're so the market is so totally fixated on capex and opex, and is so. Uh, hyper allergic to capital expenditures, they don't want to hear about those types of things. Mm -hmm. And that's now. But I have seen these points of inflection in my career where sentiment changes and it changes quickly. Mm -hmm. And then it goes from being allergic to, uh, I hate capital, to where, where are the next projects that can be yeah. delivered and either sold in an M&A transaction or built. Mm. And you know the key, I think, is to be ready for when that comes. I don't right. think we're too far away from that yeah. point. It feels to me like. Well, I think I think it feels. I think momentum for sure. That not just this week's session, but conversation we've been having the last month or so. It feels like institutional guys are obviously stepping up to the plate and going, well, having a look around. Well, what are the developers? Or what are more importantly, what are the assets which we think can mm -hmm. get over the line that we can finance? So it, that will work. The economics are there. So I, I do agree with that kind of sentiment, moving quickly when it when it moves. Mm -hmm. But for you. Right now, I'm, I'm more intrigued with about the way the way that you play that in terms of your messaging and narrative to the marketplace for those headlines that you, that you seek. Uh, I think it's a waste of time at the moment, broadly for for most companies, and doing things the right way, which genuinely advances your own prospects of being able to move quickly when the market moves. Right, right. But being prepared to to, to yeah. move quickly, right? That's right. key. I suppose I'm hungry now. Well, right? I'm hungry now. So the the, the problem with Dialing down the burn rate, not advancing the project, is that you're sitting on your hands. You become a dead story. Mm. Fine, maybe you know you dial the burn rate down, less dilution, all those all those great things. But when the market turns, you'll get equally caned for the fact that you've been sitting on your hands for the last year. You haven't advanced your asset. It's not ready to go. Rather than do that, my belief and the belief of the team really is is to have something that's going to be shovel ready. Mm. And and again, there's a scarcity to these things. Especially in tier one jurisdictions. So, 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 so give me what, what, what do you think the kind of th is the three things are? are you, going, you said at the beginning, it's very rare to get projects like this, yep. right? So, genuine. Can you just explain to me what 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 is the advantage of having a deposit like yours, where it is, and why is it better than other options that people may be looking at? Heap leaching of oxide ores is 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 known as sort of the lowest cost means of gold yep. extraction out there. So we have that advantage. We have the advantage of being able to show production scale that's that 
beats a lot of other actual, actually really good producers right. just south of us in, in Nevada. Yeah. So we have that advantage. We yeah. have the team that's done it before. We yeah. have that advantage. We have we have that experience to either build or transact. You know, this group has done $2 billion worth of M&A in the past. So we have that advantage. We have access to capital markets to, to, to keep funding ourselves to get to the finish line. These are all advantages. We have $20 million of cash right now. I'm very happy that we're not at a show like this, you know, with cap in hand right now. Um, you know, we're, yeah. we're funded. Yeah. Good to see you. It's been far too long. We'll yep. see you again. But we all can see you. Festivus for the rest of us. Festivus for the rest of us. We're going to see you with, um, I think, Doug Ramshaw and Dave Lotan. Yes. Should be fun. And uh, maybe Paddy Downey? Paddy's got malaria. I, 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 I'm not sure. We'll see him. Well, these are three three of the four crankiest people in in junior mining. Yeah, Dave Lotens, particularly. So good. Yeah, yeah. So good. Spent two hours with the stories. Looking forward to it. Um, George, like obviously, like, it's, it's, it's a tough space at the moment. You you said you said your piece, and you know I think sold, sold your your story quite well um, today. Stay in touch though, as you advance the project. Okay. Very well. Appreciate it.